In James chapter 4, James said to us, verse 4, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. If you were to look up the word friend in a dictionary, you would probably find that it says a friend is one who gives aid and support to. So if we're going to aid and support the people of the world or the people of the church who go in a worldly way, we're becoming to be the enemy of God. The world goes exactly opposite to God in most cases. We cannot support the ways of this world. Now here we run into an extreme conflict because we are both flesh and spirit. And our flesh wants to support other people. We want to encourage people in the works they are doing. We want to say how, what a good writing somebody did or a good message they gave. We want to do that because we want to build up the other person. And sometimes, even when we didn't think it was all that great, we want to do it because it will make the other person feel good about himself or herself. And being flesh, we want to do that. Some people are operating by the old saying that if you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. They assume they know what is good, just as Eve did, just as devils have done and have whispered in our ears. That's a good thing, when it's really an evil thing. So we're going to have to take a close check of ourselves when we start complimenting someone. Is it really good? Is what they said Really, from the Spirit of God? Or was it from their own work? One time a woman in our church group told a dream that she had had. And then she went on to say, and I know the person who was in the front row of this, it was some kind of parade, was the Apostle Paul. Well, I just came unglued when I heard that. It was her own I know. There was nothing of God told me. It was just what she thought. It's all right sometimes to give your opinion on something. Paul did. But you can't do it without stating, now this is only my opinion, but this is what I think. She said, I knew that was the Apostle Paul. Well, other people in our group were saying things like, oh, how wonderful, how wonderful, supporting this woman in her flesh, complimenting her. I didn't do that. I took it to her right in front of the whole group and questioned her. How did you know this was the Apostle Paul? And she backed down. It was fine for her to tell the dream, but her discipline in handling the dream was non-existent. We have to be very disciplined in handling the Word of God. Often I stop myself from saying something 
and reevaluate it in the sight of God. And then if God proves to me that he was behind what I was going to say, I'll say it. And if not, I cast it away and don't say it. We have to have enormous discipline. Some of you are just way too fleshly. You're overcome by flesh and you want to praise the other human being and pat them on the back and make them feel good. We had a woman who was that way about her husband. Her son, not his son, her son, he was her second husband. Her children were by her first husband from whom she was divorced. Well, her son was getting married for the second time. And she wanted to go to the wedding and especially wanted to be there because Edward was going her husband was going to be giving the toast at the wedding. Edward was an unbeliever. And he was going to be, so to speak, blessing the people. This is ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. Yet in her fleshly way, oh, she wanted to be there. And she went. But her report was that Once she got there, they had the wedding at her daughter's home. She just couldn't stand being around the people. And every once in a while, she would get up and flee and go upstairs and be by herself. Then she would make another appearance downstairs. Then she would have to flee and go back upstairs because she couldn't stand being around the people. I believe later that woman was turned over to a reprobate mind. She didn't keep the things of God in front of her. But she kept her own flesh and even words of devils because they agreed with her flesh and did what she wanted to do. And she cast out the words from the Holy Spirit. How do I know? Because I would go to her and I would say, such and such, happened and I would tell her my uh, judgment on it and she said oh I thought of that but she never told us what a blessing it could have been if she had spoken up once or twice she told us but most of the time she just withdrew inside herself now a reprobate is a person that's turned over by God to their own flesh to do what they want to do They once were of God, but they're turned over by God. Let's look at the writing and definition in the Bible about a reprobate. Romans chapter 1. It is verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. They did not retain God in their knowledge. This woman was, I believe she was born again when I first met her somewhere around 1980. She was in our church group for 39 years. I even thought she was a prophet. She had often had word of knowledge, 
But the problem was getting her to share the word of knowledge. She just kind of had the word of knowledge and sat there and did nothing with it, usually. Prophets share those things with the church. But what happened to this woman? She went dead cold. And toward the last two or three years that I was around her, communicating with her, if I spoke of spiritual things, she just went totally silent, dead. But if I spoke of a television program, she would often jump in excitedly and begin to talk about it. I could tell she was dead cold about spiritual things. She didn't even want to hear them. But she loved to talk about movies and entertainment and books and things like that. And she was on fire for those things, but no longer on fire for the Word of God. That causes me to believe she was turned over to a reprobate mind. I would say to her, such and such, and she would say, I thought of that. Over and over that happened. But she didn't share it. And I think she was rejecting the Holy Spirit and going in the ways of her own flesh or in suggestions of devils, which often agree with our own flesh. So a friend of the world is going to be someone who supports the world and assists the world. My cousin told me this story. Now, she was not a religious person at all, but a highly moral one by World War II standards of morality. Somewhere in the 1990s, she went to a cookout at her neighbor's house. She dressed in blue jeans, and like you'd think of dressing if you went to a cookout summer barbecue she said she was so embarrassed because when she got there it was going to be a wedding and not just a cookout and here she's at this wedding dressed in blue jeans well it turned out this was a wedding between two men who were her neighbors I told her, I said, well, I wouldn't have been embarrassed. I would have fled. I wouldn't have allowed myself to be a part of that. It wouldn't have embarrassed me that I went there in blue jeans. I would have probably spoken up to them and told them what Romans chapter 1 says about homosexuals. But, of course, she didn't know Romans chapter 1. She was going to be a friend to these two men who were marrying each other, her neighbors. She was going to be a friend to them and support them and rejoice with them. You're the enemy of God if you do that. If you're going to be a friend of the world, you're going to be the enemy of God. It's not what I think about homosexuals and men marrying men. It's what God would say. And what God does say, if you look at Romans 1. Romans 1, verses 26 and 27. 
For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. This is the story of Pam Paget, and it is a remarkable story of something she did at her singles class and at the church she was attending, a non-denominational church in Oklahoma. In that situation, there was a woman in the singles class who was twice divorced and was looking for another husband. She found a man in the singles class who was willing to marry her, and they planned a marriage. But Pam knew the scriptures, and she knew if this divorced woman remarried, by the scriptures she would commit adultery. She also knew that the man who married this divorced woman would commit adultery if he married her. So she went to the woman and she showed her the scripture and said, if you, as a divorced woman, marry, you will commit adultery. The woman said to her, I don't care what the Bible says. I know what I believe. Pam went to the man who was going to be the bridegroom, and she showed him the scripture that if he married this divorced woman, he would commit adultery. And he said to Pam, well, I'll think about it. She went to the maid of honor from the singles class, and she said this marriage will be adultery if they do it. And the maid of honor said, yes, I know, but they'll do it anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and be maid of honor. I was reminded when I heard the story of the scripture where it says, Be not partaker of other men's sin. Keep yourself clean. Keep yourself pure. These are all church people. The next thing that happened is the most incredible thing I've ever heard. Pam moved to another location a little ways farther away from this church, so she didn't go to the singles class, but she went to the 11 o'clock main service. And at the 11 o'clock main service, the singles had always sat together at the main service. So Pam went in and sat in the place where the singles people gathered, were together. They always gathered at that place. But they didn't come and sit by her. She looked around, and they were somewhere further back. So she thought that was the new singles place. The next week, she sat in the new singles place. They sat in the old singles place. The third week, she got there a little bit late, and she went and sat down in the place where they were seated. Without one word, they all got up and moved away from Pam. Pam was very shocked 
And she cried out to God, What have I done? A little bit later, a woman came to Pam and said, I have a message from God for you. He knows how the singles class is treating you, and he wants you to know that you did the right thing when you talked about adultery. In no way did Pam give support to this marriage because she knew from the Bible it would be adultery. But the pastor at the church married them in the church. He gave support to it. The person who is a friend of the world is the enemy of God.